This sermon was recorded at Church of the Ascension, an Anglican parish in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, whose mission is to be a worshipping community that equips God's people and shares Christ's healing with a broken world. For more information, please visit ascensionpittsburgh.org. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Nine words from John chapter 21. Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Follow me. Your grace, brother bishops, ecumenical friends, priests, deacons, laity, musicians, family, people of God, Greetings in the awesome and unrivaled name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Let me welcome you to this great occasion in this historic diocese where missionary passion of the last 70 years has made a humble claim of famous for God justified, where both the Anglican Church in North America and the Anglican Relief and Development Fund are headquartered and incorporated, and perhaps alone among the diocese of North America, where Scotland the Brave continues to be considered a piece of liturgical music. (laughs) It is true. (laughs) It is both privilege and pleasure to be standing here today. It is an immense privilege to be asked to preach God's word to this assembly on this occasion. Thank you, Alec, for this trust. It is also an immense pleasure to be back among so many of you whom I have loved and led as canon colleague, bishop, and archbishop for 25 of the last 30 years. Thank you, Alec, for this kindness. It is also more than a little daunting to be standing here asked to unpack what God is saying to our new bishop. And yes, today, Alec, you become my new bishop too. It is also daunting to be standing here to unpack what God is saying to all of us. So what does the old guy have to say to the new guy? (laughs) Um, And what does the old guy, on behalf of the Lord, have to say to all the people of God here gathered? The 15th through the 19th chapters of the last verses of the last chapter of St. John's Gospel, chapter 21, have long been the passage appointed as the gospel for the consecration of a new bishop. Thus, the church, in her wisdom, guides the preacher, the new bishop, and all of us in what is to be expected of a chief pastor, a chief shepherd, and of the shepherd's sheep, remembering 
that the Latin word pastor literally translates into the English word shepherd. Let me summarize what I believe scripture, the church, this liturgy, and I am going to say to all of us and to our new bishop. Love Jesus, then feed them, and then lead them. My task, as the old adage directs, is to tell you what I am going to say, then to say it, and finally to tell you what I have said. <laughs> this is not complicated, friends. <laughs> and if you miss the point, well, uh, you were looking at your phones or something. <laughs> but don't do that. <laughs> Alec, love Jesus, then feed us, then lead us. People, love Jesus, then, then feed us, then lead us. Then help our bishop to feed us as we feed others as our shepherd followed Jesus to lead us as we also follow Jesus and in turn lead others. Alec, you share at least three things in common with the first bishop of Pittsburgh. John Kerfoot was born in Ireland and you were born in Canada. So the ninth bishop, like the first bishop, is foreign born. But not to worry, for Pittsburghers here, we love the Irish and the Canadians, even in hockey season. <laughs> Second, your first ballot election, a rare occurrence in a conciliar church, was also like Kerfoot's, giving you a precious mandate most important, both of you were, are, healers. And you were called here for that very purpose. In 1865, Kerfoot was called here because he knew that binding up the wounds of the immediately past American Civil War was the best way to move forward into the future God had for Pittsburgh which was a very, very great future indeed. In 2022, you, Alec, have been called here to bind up the wounds of a very troubled episcopate so that the future God has called for this great diocese can again be lived into. My prayer for you, our prayer for you, is that you will share at least a fourth thing with John Kerfoot when your time here is ended. And may that be many years away. Like the love the Ephesian elders had for Paul in today's reading from the Acts of the Apostles, that you will be greatly loved and even terribly missed by the wider Christian church, and by the leaders and the people entrusted to you here today. So, love Jesus. Three times in three verses, verses 15 to 17, 
Jesus asks Peter, do you love me? Many here know that the Greek language has four words for love. Jesus uses the Greek word for sacrificial, go to the cross kind of love. Peter responds, yes, but with the Greek word for brotherly love. Love Jesus as much as you can, Alec. Jesus tells Peter in verses 18 and 19 that sacrificial love, go to the cross love, will be required of him. That is what the gospel lesson, the church, the liturgy, and the preacher are all telling you, Alec. Not least from your leadership in New England and in upper Midwest, you already know this. Our prayer for you today and our continuing prayer is that you will receive the gift, the charism of go to the cross kind of love today and even in greater measure than you presently have it and every day henceforth for you will need it. The bishops here present can testify to how much you will need it. Love Jesus with everything you have and with everything you are, and his love for you will so transform you that the impossible things he asks of you as bishop and chief shepherd by the power of the Holy Spirit you will be enabled to do. Love Jesus, spend time with Jesus, listen to Jesus. Then feed the sheep, feed us, Alec, and we will try to feed one another and also to feed you. Note well, and this is often mixed, missed. Note well the context of today's gospel verses. At the beginning of John 21, Jesus is cooking breakfast for his disciples. Then Jesus provides a miraculous draft of fish for his disciples. Feed them first, then lead them. Today's gospel passage is the lead them section, but it is preceded in the gospel by the feed them section. Now, a question the Spirit has prompted me to ask is this, feed them on what? Here, reflection on God's word and on my own experience of ministry as priest and bishop and archbishop has brought to mind the Pauline triad of faith, hope, and love. A couple of weeks ago, our Sunday lectionary had us begin reading the letter to the Colossians. In chapter 1, verses 3 and 4, we hear from Paul, we always thank God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, of the love you have for all the saints because of the hope laid up for you in heaven. Similarly, in Paul's greeting to the church in Thessalonica in 1 Thessalonians 1.3, the apostle to the Gentiles writes of that congregation, the work of faith, the labor of love, 
and the steadfastness of hope. And of course, there is the more excellent way with which we're all familiar in 1 Corinthians 13, 13. Faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Bishop Alec, feed us on this threefold diet. Faith, never waver from the faith once delivered, once for all delivered to the saints and from helping us to trust Jesus no matter what the odds. Many of us have followed the Global South bishops this past week at Lambeth 2022. Don't make peace where there is no peace. Don't compromise where there can be no compromise. Feed us on faith and on the faith. And hope. Remind us of the hope of heaven and that God wins no matter how bleak the present moment. The kingdom of God is coming no matter what the present setbacks. Good news to the poor, release to captives, proclamation of the year of the Lord's favor, a garland instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning. That is why the words of the prophet Isaiah in chapter 61, echoed by our Lord in the announcement of his own ministry, are our Old Testament reading today. Feed us on hope and love. Love us. Spend time with us. It won't always be easy to love us. Um, <laughs> listen to us. Break bread with us. Befriend us. Seek our counsel. Correct us. Yes, you have our permission to correct us too. And so teach us in the power of the Holy Spirit to love one another and all the lost souls for whom the Father gave his Son. John 10 is explicit about the relationship of the shepherd to the sheep. Shepherds live with their sheep. Shepherds call the sheep each by name, and they know his voice. Shepherds defend their sheep against the wolves and foxes that would devour them. And note this, though John 10 doesn't speak to it, shepherds even midwife difficult deliveries. Feed us on love. Feed us on faith, hope, and love. Then, brother, lead us. Lead the sheep. Lead us, Bishop Alec. Say your prayers and lead us in what you see the Father doing, as in the way Jesus speaks of it in John 5:19. Lead us to green pastures. Use both rod and staff as necessary, as Psalm 23 reminds us. This is the shepherd's job. Articulate God's vision for us in this diocese and keep us focused on God's vision. In the 1950s, Sam Shoemaker inspired a generation by saying that if young Christian leaders stayed here in Pittsburgh and invested their lives here, 
Someday Pittsburgh would be as famous for God as it was for steel. That's certainly come about. The Pittsburgh Leadership Foundation, the extraordinarily, extraordinary ecumenical bond that created Christian Associates, the Coalition for Christian Outreach, Trinity School for Ministry, are all fruits of that one vision. I also think that is why the Lord chose the Catholic diocese here for the birthing of the Catholic charismatic movement at Duquesne in the 70s. In the early 2000s, the diocesan and provincial leadership imagined that the re this region, more than any other, had the capacity to become the center of North American Orthodox Anglicanism. The Hope in a Future Conference was held here in 2005, and Gospel Alley in Ambridge, the home of countless mission agencies, also became home to the permanent provincial offices of the Anglican Church in North America. Now Trinity School for Ministry is creating a convocation and conference center capable of refocusing the future of our movement here. This is the foundation on which you are called to build. It is the foundation from which you are called to lead us. Impossible assignment, n'est-ce pas? Um, when in doubt, a little French always helps. Uh, <laughs> and for Canadians, and, uh, anyway. Um, I'll, I'll go back to English. Uh, keep in mind scripture's promise. He who has called you is faithful and he will do it. That's in 1 Thessalonians 5.24. Go where Jesus is going, follow where Jesus is leading, and he will do it. You don't have to. You only have to stay close to him. Thus the people will stay close to him as he leads you to lead us. The present diocesan vision speaks of miraculous expectation you don't have the personal resources. The diocese doesn't have the necessary resources. We don't have the resources, but God does. The green pastures are not your creation. You just have to get us there. They are his work. You just have to lead us to what the Lord will abundantly provide. Never forget this. He who has called you is faithful, and he will do it. You and I, like the ninth bishop and the seventh, share a Scots heritage. We also share a call to this diocese in a time of serious financial and missional decline. But we also share a call to a diocese that has had the hand, has had the God's hand of favor on it repeatedly. Stay close to Jesus and expect miracles. 
He owns the cattle on a thousand hills, as Psalm 50 reminds us, and he can send them to you in abundance as he did to me and to us in my time. It is 90% prayer, 10% what have been entrusted to us, and 100% his ability to multiply loaves and fishes and to intervene at the Red Sea. The more you expect miracles, the more you go to Jesus for his path forward, the more you join yourself to what you see the Father doing, the more miracles you will see. Why does God favor the places he favors? Why Nazareth? Why, for heaven's sakes, Pittsburgh? It's a mystery, surely. But humble and attentive souls are just as surely at the heart of it. Love Jesus. Feed them. Lead them. Love Jesus. Love us. Lead us. Or in Jesus' words in today's gospel, Do you love me? Feed my sheep. Follow me. Bishop Alec, all of us gathered here promise to do all we can to support you, to labor with you, and to pray for you. Tomorrow, we also promise to stand by you and to help you in your marriage to Alec and in your ministry to us. We also pledge our best efforts under your leadership, Alec, to doing our part to building God's kingdom here. And let all the people say, Amen. and again, Amen. praise the Lord.